Welcome to Godwell, a daily reading of holy texts known in the unification community as Hundukwe. Today we are reading from True Mother, Hak Jahan Moon, an anthology. Section 7. World Peace and the Role of Women This speech was given at a global conference of the Women's Federation for World Peace on August 26, 1992, at the Sheraton Walker Hill Hotel in Seoul and again between October the 10th and December 23rd, 1992, at founding rallies for Women's Federation for World Peace in the United States, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, the Philippines, and China. Leaders of the Women's Federation for World Peace, who have come to Korea from the nations of the world, and of women's associations in Korea, I consider it a great honor to be able to share some of my beliefs about world peace with all of you women leaders from around the world and from every segment of Korean society. We are arriving at an important era of transition into a world of oneness in which we can transcend the barriers of ideologies, the differences between languages and cultures, and racial conflicts. It is not by chance that we women are holding this conference for the sake of a new world of love and peace today. It is the providence of God. It is predestined necessitated by the rushing flow of history. Until now in history, the role of men has been emphasized. The institutions of society and the world have centered on men. Unfortunately, we have to conclude that the reality of the world led by men has been, in short, a history of conflict and sin. Is it not because this world is one of conflict and sin that a world of happiness overflowing with peace and goodness has existed only in our dreams? Because most of human history was filled with war, revolution, fighting, oppression, domination, conflict, and violence, the masculine logic of power made sense, and masculine ideologies dominated. The present age is different. The world today is calling for peace, reconciliation, compassion, love, service, and sacrifice. It is an age in which our current problems cannot be solved by the masculine logic of power. There is no longer any need for ideologies that oppress humanity. In this age, we need to solve problems and straighten out the direction of history by the feminine logic of love. The 21st century is less than 10 years away. Now communism, which has trampled upon humankind mercilessly while insisting on violent revolution in class struggle, is uttering its last words. World opinion has united into one voice, saying that there must be no more war. These are signs that the curtain is rising to reveal a new age of women, and that an age of the liberation of women around the world has arrived. Leaders of the Women's Federation, who have gathered from around the world, at this historic convention, I do not wish to offer mere ceremonial greetings. I wish to proclaim before history the meaning of the past, present, and future. In this era of historic transition, as we head toward cooperation and understanding, I want to present the great principle for the construction of an eternal world of peace based on Godism. To establish a goal for the women who will pioneer the future world, in this address, World Peace and the Role of Women, I would like to present to you the principle of Godism and headwing thought, that my husband, the Reverend Sun Myung Moon, has been teaching. 
Originally, God created an object partner of love in order to feel joy. To create one masterpiece, a sculptor works day and night, investing his or her youth and strength. From where does the heart of such a sculptor come? Does it not resemble the heart of God, who created an object partner of love in order to feel joy? If we look at the world of existence, we can see that everything has an inherent duality. Minerals, plants, animals, and people all exist in complementary pairs. In the world of human beings, there are men and women. In the animal kingdom, there are male and female animals. And in the plant kingdom, the stamens and pistils have male and female reproductive parts. On the level of chemical compounds, there are positive ions and negative ions. On the atomic level, there are protons and electrons. The whole world of existence consists of complementary pairs. To say that all things exist in complementary pairs means that they exist in reciprocal relationships and that existence is based on love. It means that without a reciprocal partner to live for and to love, no being can exist. Do you know why all beings exist in complementary pairs? It is in order to have an ideal relationship founded on loving each other. Anywhere in this world, if one does not have a reciprocal partner with whom to have a relationship of giving and receiving love, there can be no interaction. Without interaction, there can be no existence or multiplication. A being without interaction is as good as dead. The reason God created humankind is that he absolutely needs an object partner to love. In human society, the heart of parents who want their children to become better than themselves has its roots in the heart of true love that God had when he created human beings. The heart of wanting one's reciprocal object partner to be better than oneself originally derives from the true love of God. If, for example, God invests an amount of 100, the created being has a value of only 100. Then if God wants to invest more than 100, he forgets what he has invested already and invests again. Finally, One's reciprocal object partner becomes larger than the subject partner, yet one continues to forget until one has invested one's life. This is where true love begins. God's true love is love that forgets it has invested, so it invests again and again and again. If the memory of giving remains, then love cannot flow freely and endlessly. Because love moves endlessly, one cannot hold on to the memory of having given. Even if one gives again, love continues to flow because the memory of giving does not remain. In essence, true love signifies God's absolute love. Included in love is the right of inheritance. By becoming one with God, the logic of eternal life is proven. The family and society that practice true love will not be destroyed and will develop throughout eternity. If our first ancestors who were created as God's object partners, had not disobeyed God's word, had grown according to God's will, and had inherited unchanging true love from God, our human world would have begun as a history of peace. There would not have been the miserable history of the bloodshed of war. In that true love, the confrontation and conflict between nations, societies, and of course individuals would have melted away, and a world of true peace would have been realized. Because of the fall of our ancestors, humankind could not completely inherit true love. Unfortunately, 
because humans were not able to become perfect as the reciprocal object partners of God's true love. The position of true parents, who were to have become the substantial representatives of the true love of God, was not established either. What was the fundamental cause of the fall of our first ancestors? The Bible says the fall took place when Adam and Eve ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. After they ate the fruit, what did they cover? They might have covered their mouths, yet they covered the lower parts of their bodies. This suggests that they had entered into an immoral sexual relationship with the serpent, Satan. This was the fundamental cause for the multiplication of the evil lineage. The origin of true love, true life, and true lineage is in the reproductive organs. Through the fall, these reproductive organs of love, which were holy, became the wicked place that destroyed heaven's principle. They became the headquarters of evil. Thus, the seeds of false love, false life, and false lineage were sown. Adam and Eve, the ancestors of humankind, fell while still immature, as teenagers. Because they fostered evil in that way, the lineage of evil spread from there into history throughout the human world. When the time of harvest and the last day comes, the world's young people, like Adam and Eve, will reject the ethics of love and slide toward corruption. When we see this phenomenon occurring, we will know that the age of Satan's authority has reached its climax. The present time is the judgment day, when God's rod of iron will come down. Throughout history, the cities and countries that were sexually immoral in God's eyes were destroyed. Look at the advanced countries of the world today, America, the European nations, and Japan. Who can stop the tide of sexual immorality and free sex, which is pouring in from all directions? Humankind, which fell and went to Satan's side, can be symbolized as wild olive trees. Fortunately, among them, God separated out some people to be wild olive trees in the realm of religion. They are the wild olive trees that belong to God, so God can freely dominate them. They were prepared so that, at the coming of the Lord of the Second Advent, they could be separated easily and grafted all at once. At that time, the wild olive trees will become true olive trees and finally return to their original state. Therefore, people who believe in religion need to find the original true father. This is because they were born without receiving the original seed of life from him. The ideal of goodness manifested by sons and daughters linked to the lineage of God, with true love at the center, could not be realized. Therefore, the Messiah has to come. The Messiah is a person who takes a bride to form a couple that stands in the position of the true parents. As true father and true mother, the true parents come, cast out Satan, and bear the serious responsibility of establishing the world of peace and the heavenly world of freedom and liberation. Of course, we need to define the image of the true man, and also the images of the true mother, true wife, and true daughter. Moreover, we need to attend the true father, who has established the traditions of historic worldwide victory, and the true mother, who has become the world-level victorious representative of women. We women have the responsibility to solve the tragedy of Adam and Eve's destruction by properly guiding people who are leading disorderly and chaotic lives. Distinguished leaders of all chapters of the Women's Federation, here and abroad, in the era of women that has now arrived, we need to establish a model for the whole world through a movement for the realization of true love, 
in which we embrace our husbands and raise our children properly. By doing so, we need to develop the Family Federation for World Peace with the active support of our husbands and children. The Women's Federation for World Peace is not a movement for women alone. It will bear the fruit of ideal families through a movement of true love for our husbands and children. Ideal families established in this manner will join together and create the ideal nation and world. That is the reason the Women's Federation for World Peace has to develop into the Family Federation for World Peace. Thus, women need to take a leading role in politics, economics, culture, and each area of society in order to realize world peace. Godism and headwing thought offer the fundamental system of values that our Women's Federation needs to espouse to unite the left and right wings, to overcome atheistic materialism, and to guide the 21st century. Let us go forward together into the world of peace, guided by the true parents, who have the leading role in demonstrating true love. Let us cultivate our families as the dwelling place of true parents, true couples, and true children. Let me close by wishing God's blessings upon all of you, your families, and your nations. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. Tune in tomorrow for a reading of Women Will Play a Leading Role in the Ideal World.